0: What's up everybody we are back in our virtual environments it's the how to sell insurance podcast my name is ryan federico here as always with keith fonseca mr dj debt free and ashton delango lunday uh, pay no attention to the construction debris around him he is outfitting his brand new office space so uh pretend like he's got a legit background behind him that'll be fine Uh, and hopefully you guys have been loving the episodes that we put out from, uh, being at our national conference and interviewing some of the top minds, uh, in the insurance industry as a whole, but definitely, uh, within our, our company. And, uh, man, today we have a very interesting topic and that interesting topic is somewhat controversial in our industry. And that topic is do scripts matter. All those scripts that we're training on and learning and all the million different insurance scripts you can find all over the place. Do scripts make a difference in your performance? And uh, ultimately, uh, this actually came about from Keith Fonseca. So I want to kick it right over to him. And uh, man, what was the what was the impetus for this topic and what kind of inspired us having this conversation today? I
1: think a couple of things. Super excited to be back. Um, we've seen a huge influx of people coming into this industry, right? Like the work-from-home phenomena is not ever going to slow down. And when, at least at our company, you can work from home every week, we're setting records, there's more and more new people, um, that the company's gone to very much a centralized training system in which there's, you know, one script and one way of building up to creating an opportunity to meet with a client. Uh, 99% of that time is virtual. Uh, But a lot of those folks are also at the same time learning a training system that is suggesting more deeper connectivity with people, being of service, being humble, and giving people the opportunity to buy. So I thought there was a little bit of a conflating, uh, convoluted a spot here for new people who are sort of looking at a script and trying to learn that script and become good at being able to connect with the client to deliver them a great life insurance experience and missing that part of that script underlying, at least for all three of us, I know for sure, is posture, tonality, humility of spirit, the desire to help them and be good leaders, and so I hear a lot of people trying to memorize the script and just get the script right and not connecting with a human. And then I hear a lot of people just trying to connect with a human and have no idea what the heck they're talking about. And so they lose that person. And what we want is to create opportunities to be able to help families. That's how we all you know, protect people and get paid. And so that's why I, I thought we should have this conversation and talk about, does it really matter?
0: Well, so I guess the question that, or one of the topics we should probably talk about, what you're bringing up right now, is not necessarily do scripts matter. It's does a script matter as much as how you're delivering a script,
1: mm, right? And, and yeah.
0: what, your, what your posture is and how you're saying the words and stuff like that. Because, you know, yeah, uh, in, in our company, we have a, a pretty set script. And there's always those individuals that come in and want to... Uh, you know, reinvent the wheel and put their own spin on it and take things from their last role and uh, the things that they feel comfortable with and modify and change uh, a script, sometimes successfully, sometimes, you know, unsuccessfully. But I think wherever you are in this industry, whether you're at a, you know, captive company where you have to go find your own clients, typically there's going to be some version of a script that's handed to you when you first start with the company that's like here's how it's worked for x number of people to to generate business and i know there's a lot of uh insurance agencies that are out there that are you know very rigorous about their script and like you have to say it word for word and they train for weeks on intonation and um there's some scripts out there that are um we'll just say bait and switchy if you will i don't want to say fraudulent <laughs> but uh bait and switchy uh, and, and uh, most of you in the industry know who, what company i'm talking about um but there's um wherever you go there's going to be some form of, of a script and it's I, I do find i agree with you keith that a lot of people come in and they just read the script like a robot and it doesn't work for them and they're like why um ashton what uh what do you think when you hear, like, do scripts matter? What's your first inclination of, like, do scripts matter, yes or no?
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, I, I think sh- scripts are extremely important. Um, now, I, I think where we get a, a lot of the discussion is around, if you would, if we, we take it back to grammar, is a sentence outline versus a topical outline. I think trying to read every single sentence word for word for word is going to mess you up especially if it's not memorized but like we said delivery is the most important part in that but you know scripts do matter scripts are important because they keep you on topic and you you know where to go and you know how to be successful because in order to have a business in order to whether it's personal or an agency in order to have a business that is Scalable, repeatable, and duplicatable, there has to be something put in place that you do every single time. So, scripts are extremely important, and the people that are the best are the ones that make it a natural conversation. You know, you're not reading a script with them. That if I'm sitting down in some kind of appointment as a client, you know, I don't think my doctor is going, Ask this client next, this question, um, has cold. All right. How's your head? Like they're not doing, they have a script though. Everyone has a script in every profession. Hey, when I'm a doctor, I'm going to walk in the office and here's the first thing I do. What do they do all the time? Hey, how's it going? All right. Let me get the little weird light out and let's take a look at your eyes, your nose, your ears, your throat. (laughs) They're going to do that every time. Uh, because that's where their base is. And then they go, all right, based off of this, here's the next flow chart I follow, if you would. And so those scripts are always important. Sure. Yeah, I uh, I tend to agree with that. I think, especially for new agents, for,
0: for new people coming into the industry, um, you know, you need to have some. Form or fashion uh, of something to follow, whether it's a script, whether it's a you know a video that you're listening over and over to how somebody was successful uh, before you. Uh, this is honestly where I feel like a lot of companies get into trouble. At least from what I've seen, is that you have somebody who is doing something that is not duplicatable, that doesn't work for the masses, that doesn't work for the wealth of of different ways that people can find you in this industry, um, whether it's for warm market or whether it's for you out cold door knocking or networking if you're generating your own leads or uh, leads that are captured through online lead generation versus leads that are captured through direct mail, right? There's there's so many different approaches that a lot of times companies um, I've seen kind of pigeonhole themselves. And it's like the best salesperson who most of the time Uh, Is just naturally talented And it's less about what they're saying And more about like what Keith is saying Like how they're saying it And the enthusiasm in which they're delivering it Or the confidence with which they're delivering it And it's like, well what does Bob say? He's killing it, write that down And they just give it to the next person And the next person isn't Bob And so they fail with that script And they're kind of out on their own So I think it's super important If you are following the script To make sure that it's working for a mass of people Not just for a select few um and i I think most importantly that it's not just like you're learning bob's script and then you're learning jane's script and then you're learning sally's script and then you're learning jim's script and that you know like you're you can stay especially as a new agent to this industry you can stay focused on one particular process so that you at least get that down before you start to modify so well why don't we start Go ahead, Keith.
1: yeah i wanted to kind of get into the anti of that for a second just for a second right sure because I certainly believe in scripts for scalability. When I first got to this industry, I didn't know, I knew very little about it. Um, and, and essentially one of the people that broke down some of the scripts that we were handed to understand it and connect better with people who actually reformulated a script was Ryan Federico, right. And being able to connect with older leads. Uh, better by giving them a process, you know, and you've explained that process. Hey, I connect this and this here. Hey, you know, in the second portion, I talk about what they did, so I'm re-creating their memory. So it was definitely um, very practically sales skills that came into the creation of that delivery. But in the anti sense, right? If I'm sitting with someone new and I can help them understand that the goal of this call is not to deliver this script word for word. The goal of this script is to create an understanding of what why you're calling, right? So if I had no script in front of me, now, again, I'm four years into this, so I'm going to sound a little different than a new person. But if I said to that new person, hey, Ashton, here's your job, right? You're calling them up to say, hey, is this Ashton? And Ashton's going to say, yeah. Hey, this is Keith. I'm calling from the Mortgage Protection Department, right? I've got this form in front of me that has your info on it, says you requested some coverage, and my job is to collect some information so that I can get you that information. So in front of me, it says that you're 65. Is that correct? Now, of course, my intonation tonality suggests that I'm confident, I'm comfortable. I've done this many times before. So that part is probably not going to happen off the bat for someone. But notice that was not a script. That was not something I you know am reading right now. I just kind of understand why I'm calling and I wonder oftentimes if we did a better job of explaining to new people instead of following this script, here's why you're calling. Use your words to connect with the person on, I'm calling you back because you sent this in or someone from this address sent this in, I'm following up with you to deliver the information it seems you requested and if you don't want it, that's fine. Right. If you're not interested, I know, like, I should ask you at least one time, well, if God forbid something happened today, I mean, you didn't add some supplemental coverage, would your family kind of be, you know, in trouble? Because if that's the case, I'd like to take this information and provide you options. But I know, like, if I move to the appointment script, where we very practically at our company have amazing two systems, the phone system, which we call the best, and the appointment system which we call real which are all acronyms based on process not words that if i like ryan explains it to new people who has scaled a an extremely large business i make a friend i ask them why they did this i present them options as solutions to their problem and i fill out an application after they pick one and that's what we teach new people that's not a script. That's a process, a mindset, an opportunity to help a family through a delivery system that doesn't include say these exact words at these exact points. And for scalability, too many people will screw that up because they go, well, I don't know how to do any of all that. But I wonder your guys' thoughts on do we spend enough time in this industry on being able to help people with the process? And should we spend more time around scripts so that the script becomes as or more effective?
0: I, uh, yeah, I mean, my thoughts, and we'll go to Ashton. Um, so I think that at least f- we we have to compartmentalize here because there are uh, some people who are calling, you know, final expense leads. And there's some people who have inbound final expense live transfers and there's some people who are working mortgage protection leads there's some people who are getting online life insurance leads there's some people who are going out talking to friends and family and hustling up business through their warm market right and, and all of those processes are going to be a little bit different um, in general i believe that in any conversation about insurance there's probably five stages um, the first stage is, is interest, right? Are they interested in insurance? And if you're out cold marketing, um, you know, that's your first conversation. Are, do you have life insurance? Are you interested in life insurance? What would happen if, you know, that kind of stuff? If you're buying leads, then the interest is pretty much already taken care of, right? Because they, they got to you somehow, which typically suggests that they had some form of interest. So, um, you know, interest. Um, the second one is keeping them on the phone. Right, so if you're if you're calling a lead or you're calling a prospect, typically you know you're dialing them. They don't know what number you're dialing them from, so they're gonna be like skeptical if you're calling them two or three times. And when they pick up the phone, really, if they pick up the phone, they're gonna be wondering, you know, who the heck is this calling me? Why'd you call me three times? Why'd you call me two times? Why'd you not leave a voicemail? You know, why'd you send me a text message? Why'd you call me from two different numbers? Like whatever, they're gonna pick up the phone most of the time as you know a little bit skeptical so we got to keep them on the phone and the way that we typically keep them on the phone is by giving them a reason to stay on the phone so you know we call it establishing why we're calling And in this case, it's like, hey, I'm getting back to you about the letter that you mailed in, or I'm getting back to you about the phone number that you called in on, or I'm getting back to you about the request you made online, um, or hey, I'm getting back to you about the text message that you sent me when you said you were looking for insurance, if it's a you know warm market, um, or hey, I'm uh, I'm just getting back to you about the you know you got transferred to me from a call center, you know, or something like that. Um, So keeping them on the phone, giving them a reason, identifying yourself, and you have about. 10 seconds to do that before they're just going to hang up because they're in fight-or-flight mode, right? Um, So... We gotta keep them on the phone. That's really the, the next step. The, the step after that is we gotta gather their medical information to see what they qualify for. Unless you're selling a guaranteed issue product and that's, that's all you're selling and you don't really need any other medical information or you're just winging it because you know, your upline says <laughs> to wing it, uh, which happens a lot. We gotta get some of their medical information to see what they qualify for. Um, for most new agents, you're not gonna know how to underwrite immediately and know what they qualify for right when they're telling you. So typically we wanna book an appointment. That's the fourth step. And then the fifth step is making sure they show up for the appointment, right? So giving them a reason to show up. And that's typically how most of our phone calls go, right? Peaking their interest. And if they filled out a lead, they already did that. Establishing why you're calling to keep them on the phone. Confirming their medical information so you know what they qualify for. Setting an appointment with them to go over those options, whether it's later today or tomorrow or a couple of days away, whenever you're scheduling. And then... Giving them a reason to show up for that appointment. This is that that's the we have a whole another podcast on how to get your appointments to show up and your show ratio. That's all about number five. Giving them a reason to to actually show up for your appointment. And so you know, I, I agree that a lot of times we have these scripts and we don't train on those. Here's the things that you need to accomplish, like a set of principles. That here's what you need to do in a Mm -hmm. phone call in order to meet with somebody, and we just go read the script, and people don't really realize. Oh, this is the part when I need to keep them on the phone, or oh, this is the part when I need to see what they qualify for by asking the health questions. Oh, this is the part when I needed to to deliver this in this way so that they show up for the appointment, right? And we don't. I don't. I've never seen uh, a wide scale training system for a new agent that's based upon the principles of how a phone call works versus just read this script and do it enough. I, I, I wanna throw this out there before we go to Ashton. I was a person for a really long time that that believed that it didn't matter what script you were using. That if you called enough times and you just got in front of enough people, you could be reading any script and people will buy insurance. And there's a certain extent that I, I feel that way <laughs> still today, that if you make enough dials, like it doesn't matter what script you're using, like you're going to talk to enough people who wanna buy insurance just by doing the numbers. But that's kind of a waste of time when, if you learned the, the actual principles behind making a phone call and selling, you'd probably set more appointments in a lot less phone calls. And I think that's a little bit more important, but Ashton, what, what do you think?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, like you said, you know, you, you truly with, it doesn't really matter the script you you can book appointments and you might not book as many as someone using a good script. Uh, you might not book as many as someone that has great tonality, but you're, you're still going to book some, you know, at, at the end of the day, activity will always be king, no matter what. Um, I guarantee you a person who has 10 appointments that show has a higher opportunity to do more business than someone with one appointment that shows. Like it's, it's just the law of numbers in general. Not saying, hey, we got to go run eighty-five appointments to make the kind of income we need, and just keep running through appointments till you find it. But at the end of the day, if you are going, man, my, I can't believe I'm not making the income I want, and we're like, all right, well, how many people are you sitting with a week? And you're like, I'm sitting with three. Like, it, it's it's not a script issue. It's it's not a I don't have the right system issue. It's you're, you're probably not putting in the activity. Now, it could be a system, but odds are it's probably just activity but you know like we like we've you know been saying you know how, how what do we do with that new agent like do, do we get, throw them a bunch of like 85 different scripts or once you're like oh my gonna just memorize it get it going or just hop on the phones well, like what do, you, what do you do as a new agent and, and I think there's there's a few parts of that responsibility you know as in upline slash IMO you know you you come in as a 1099 like you're your own business owner However, you know, it, it depends on the resources your company offers. If you're part of a company that the only thing is YouTube and YouTube is great. You know, people are multimillionaires because of the things they've learned on YouTube, it takes a lot of grit, but if if that's your only resource and I'm your upline and that's my only resource, well, there is a lot more on me that I need to do in order to help you be consistently successful. And, and there's a lot of training on, on my end. So I, I think as an upline, if that's your system, then yes, like there's a lot that's on you and you got to make sure to block out 20 plus hours a week to group slash individually coach each of your agents in order to see anyone write business besides you and your agency.
0: Now, if you're a part yeah, of me, I, th- I, I know that, that's I do not I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I want to just get your thoughts on this because Um, That that sort of plays into what I was talking about earlier, where it's like, well, we're all using Bob's script because Bob has had success with it. Right. And so it's like we, we have a lot of these, you know, like I'll write a script or something like that. And I'm writing a script the way that I would say it, but then I'm not recruiting me. Right? I'm recruiting a bunch of people sure. who are from different backgrounds and different personalities and different drive types and different experience levels and tonalities and, and all those things. And it's like, well, why aren't these agents successful? They just got to do what I do and they're, none of them are willing to do what I do. And it could just be that what you're giving people isn't duplicatable. It doesn't work for the masses of folks that are going to come in to get started. And so you know, what, yeah. are, what are your thoughts about that? Where it's like if you are an upline and you are creating a script and you are independent you know, having something that works for everybody rather than just works for you. And I guess, who are you recruiting? Um, Maybe you need to make a script that works for you and and a script that works for, you know, the novice agent that you're recruiting, something more simple.
2: And that's where that difference comes into play. When you you have a place that has that system put out, it takes a lot off of you as an upline, which allows you to do more things. Um, And that's, where the key is like when keith had that question earlier like you know if you have a system that gives an agent if you would the basics hey here's the scripts here's a bunch of training that's tailored to someone exactly in your position as an upline i don't have to spend five hours six hours a week training you to make sure that that you can go do this decently i can point you back to the resources that show exactly how to do this probably better than i could And now that allows me to either one, produce more or two, hire more people looking for a better situation. So now that allows me to help affect the lives of a lot more people, uh, whether that's simply through producing and helping people protect their income or hiring people and allowing them to change their income.
0: Totally. Keith, I know you have something to say on it.
1: Yeah, I kind of want to challenge that for a second in the vein of people listening and tuning in and thinking to themselves, right? And asking Ashton, um, rhetorically speaking, so are you saying that if someone is putting in the hours, right? They're putting in the activity, they're following the system. They're, you know, following the script, they're not having success. Sounds to me like the answer is, well, we'll just go recruit more people because that person might not get it, right? Whereas I'm wondering, how do we approach and coach the person who's doing all those things? Like no one can fix lack of activity, right? In no industry can you do barely any work and get good at a new craft. That's just not going to work out. And so, you know, when we're coaching teams... And new agents were always saying, like, I can't fix that you're not actually practicing. You know what I mean? You got NFL stars. You got baseball, Major League Baseball players being held out of, you know, championship games because they didn't practice. Right? Look at the Yankees. They lost the game because they held out the closer who didn't show up for practice. Right? You're not practicing. You're not ever going to get on the field. Fine. we talk about practice. Yeah. Not the game. But my point is, right, now I, I've recruited that agent. I've got a responsibility an obligation a duty. And starts to get a little personal when you get to, like, different uh, mentors. I've got a responsibility an obligation a duty to put the system in front of them, to give them every opportunity to learn from that system, to challenge them with the number of activity and hours and things they need to put in each week, And then does it end there when they're asking for one-on-one coaching, but they're actually doing the work that you're saying? Or is it I just go, hey, you know, go back to the system um, and figure it out because it's working for other people. And if it's not going to work for you, I'm going to spend my time working with the people that it is going to work for, which to be quite honest is what gives this industry a bad name, right? And all three of us are recruiting Plenty of folks sitting in front of plenty of folks who want to do this. And a lot of what we hear is, oh, my mentor said, just study this in my previous work experience, my previous job. Just study this and I'll get it. And they never paid any attention to me and never listened to my phone calls because I didn't immediately write them a bunch of premium. And I can tell you that does not exist in Federico Fonseca or Delango Lunde. We pay a lot of attention to our people. Um, But that goes on all over the industry where it's like, go master the script, go make enough dials, and you'll produce enough uh, premium, you'll make a ton of money. And for the person who came in wanting, hoping, desiring, and is doing that and not having success, how do we coach that person? Where do we draw the line on like, is it a mindset thing? Is it a script thing? Is it a system thing? And how do we help that person where they actually deserve the help? that's kind of where I push back on what you're sharing, Ashton, not to disagree with that, like turn back to a system always, sure. uh, but understanding that there's a lot of people that deserve our time and our attention.
2: I mean, the, the simple answer, yeah, is, I, I there's, guess there's my, uh, go ahead, go ahead, Ashton. Yeah. I was saying on that side, the, the, the shortest, simplest answer in, in a one sentence is there's either two solutions, either one, your, your system that you're a part of doesn't work or you're like, you're working it to the best of its ability. Like, the result you're getting might not be what you want but <laughs> like that's what you should expect in the system you're running like you you shouldn't expect to be above and average we see that sense. a lot yeah yep. um or the the second part is, is simply if you don't have a system that you can point people back to to always get better and to solve those issues you probably need a new system because it's probably not a system worth following in the first place. Now there's there's that doesn't n- negate the need for personal training and mentorship. That that's still there. But basics should always be covered by by those training systems.
0: Well, I think that like the the thought that it gives me though is like there're there isn't really a cookie cutter answer to, you know, sort of what works across our entire industry and in every state and in every different uh, market of insurance, whether it's final expense or children's policies or IULs or annuities, there isn't really, you know, sort of one broad stroke answer. And I think that's what everybody's looking for. And that's probably the issue is that most people that we see, especially new agents that we want to talk to them right now that are coming in do you even realize like what you're what you're in do you realize that it is your own business do you understand what the ins and outs of running your own business are because we sort of um, as an industry and I know certainly in our company we um, we kind of talk out of both sides of our mouth a little bit and I'll be honest you yep. know uh, one yep. side we're like hey uh, you know you're independent you got to have the drive to figure this out and on the other side we're like do everything we say you know what I mean and it's like well which one <laughs> is it you know and so there's there there is coming into an industry like this if we are able to prepare an agent a new agent to go like hey it's both right like there there we have had success doing this and not only is it important uh, the script that you're using but it's also probably important who you're learning the script from so that if you're not having the success that they had they can coach you and direct you and, and give you some honest feedback on maybe what they're hearing that's not working uh, do mm-hmm. they have the ability to do that do you even know you need that so i think that um, for the new agents that are coming in that are i guess just looking at this title going do scripts matter um the script matters, I think, but what matters more is the the vehicle that you 're in that it 's had that script has had success for a multitude of people, not just for one person, and that you have uh, you know preferably a lot of people but at least one person who 's had success with that script who 's directly working with you that can give you the ins and outs as you encounter all the hurdles that you 're going to encounter in sales in general but especially in our our selling environment so I think that that's sort of my take on it. Is um, you know there there's more elements than just the script that matter. Certainly tonality, certainly activity. Right? You call five people, you can have the best script in the world, but you're probably not going to make a living yeah. um, doing insurance. And you know the the system that you have around you, the the wealth of resources of people that can guide you as to how they've had success with the same script. All those elements are, are important. And if you don't have any of those because you're just solo and independent and you're just like, I'm going to start my insurance career and you've got direct appointments with carriers or whatever, um, at, at least having the understanding that you are in the desert, like you are by yourself in the middle of the desert, and you're figuring out how to survive, right? Like there isn't a path for you to follow because you're independent. And you know this script might've worked for Bob, but it's not gonna work for you. And that script might've worked for Sally, but it's not gonna work for you. And this script worked for Sally when she called final expense, but you're calling life insurance. And this script worked for Bob when he was calling life insurance direct mail, but you're calling life insurance online enrollment, right? And so it's like understanding where you're at And like what what part of the industry you're coming into and what resources you have surrounding you to make it and the path that the majority of people are following to get there, I think, is probably the most important part, in my opinion, rather than, you know, just learn the script and (laughs) go forth and conquer. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. Yep. You know, I just. It's one of those age old debates, right, At the company we're at, there's a script It's been reformulated and reformulated, and I've certainly happened this week, right, run into folks who have been there a long time and believe very strongly in there's no point in deriving anything new or different. Uh, It's already there that the thing we want to certainly emphasize is grow, be active, and follow the system. And then I sit back as a, you know, uh, five five voices language, connector creative. Right? I love connecting with people. I love teaching. It's my you know lifetime background. I'm good at it. It's what makes me a good salesperson, right That I'm able to educate people and make them feel like a part of that education that they want to buy. That's a process. That's a posture. It's got nothing to do with the script. But I as a, a creative think, well, anything that got anything better about anywhere was came from innovation. It did not come from same thing, same over and over. And I look around our industry, and all I have to do is look at our company, right? Just for a second, I'll be a little biased. We've just developed a system that allows us to connect with leads digitally without ever delivering a script, right? All of the words and the posture and tonality is done automated with that client. We've now engaged with a uh, very famous sales trainer, I'll throw it out there, Jeremy Miner, teaching the NAPQ to the entire company, who has a podcast called Closers Are Losers, right? And all of us have been trained to be closers, right? We we have a thing called Closers Corner, and he called it Closers Are Losers. Like, not only is the profile of clients changing, the profile of agents are changing. And if we don't react to that in a methodology of since the profile of agents are changing, we as trainers need to innovate to change with that instead of just saying, hey, go back and do the same things we've always been doing because it's always worked. Then I'll throw a shout out. We wouldn't have a guy like Gino Locklear, who is an agency owner in his 20s, who innovated this company twice, as far as I can tell, because he created a script that locked people down to show up for virtual appointments when the pandemic started. Everybody was all the rage for Gino Locklear and how he was booking appointments and people were showing up. That was not part of our company's script models before it came up. Then Gino Locklear just created another script that he put together to get people off of the digital leads to show up And he was featured on a call for the entire company to go over that on a Facebook Live promo on how to create better appointments through Switchboard. And all of us are like, yeah, this is amazing. Well, that was innovation. That was innovation by a person who took what was already in place and put some time, energy, and effort into creating something that was deliverable across the masses that did not exist before he created it. And I'm just thinking, if we as an industry don't react to the fact that more and more people are coming into this with less of a mindset of "it's my own business, I know how to follow my own business, I'll take over, I'll do the research," but we want those people to have success because their their success, right, in life insurance becomes our success, whether that's uh, intrinsically or extrinsically, right, whether it affects my wallet or not. I want them to have success that if I don't react to that change in the agent by being innovative and thought provoking on how to help them grow, I'm going to become a dinosaur or it's just going to take me a really long time to get to where I want to. And that's what a creative type of person thinks, right? In the five speak language, I'm not a guardian who's guarding the system and, and doing it the same way that has success and proof. But, you know, that's what makes me a rebel, I guess. A loner like Pee Wee
0: Herman. Said. Well, look, I, I we're we're pretty far off the beaten path right now. We're talking philosophically, and you know, we we can probably go on, you know, philosophically. But to actually give people a tangible something that they can do, um, which is what our goal is with this podcast, I think that this is this is why we make as much money as we make in this industry. Like why the opportunity mm. is so great in this industry. And uh, if you're recruiting, it's are you bringing in people and giving them a clear understanding of like where they're at and what they're getting into that. They are business owners and that there are many things that can affect their business. Uh, Keith you talked about Just to summarize Market change Okay Our market Mm -hmm. is changing Our clients typically You know Sorry for all you folks Who are listening to this That are outdoor knocking And you know Going to see people in person But our clients Don't want to see people in person There's a small percentage Maybe like 2% Of people that still want to see Folks in person And still want You know I only do business face to face You know It's it's very very small It's a dwindling percentage And if you're at a company That's basing 100% of their sales and their sales process around a 2% of the market. Um, You know, probably not a smart place to be in the long term. Um, so, you know, the, the market does change and the way that people respond to things changes. And, um, as we're learning from Jeremy minor, there's a lot of, uh, ways that we can create sales resistance by using old outdated language that is, you know, commonplace for all those people who've listened to all the sales gurus for so long and they built their scripts based upon all the sales gurus, you know? So I, I think that it's, it's a little difficult for us to, um, to pinpoint every single place, Rather, we can just focus on the actual you know, reality, which is what you're coming into is a business, and that business is controlled by market changes, that business is controlled by product changes, um, that business is controlled by communication changes where people don't want to talk on the phone anymore, they want to text or chat, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to have some process to follow When the market changes, right, and anticipate market changing and, and, you know, be with a company that's anticipating markets changing, Um, you know, we are fortunate to be at one that is, you know, light years ahead of where most companies are at. So I I think that's that's more of um, if you're a new agent, do you know the industry that you're in? right i know there's a lot of people that are doing annual enrollment period right now right in in medicare and and they're all it's all the rage and all that stuff they're banging the phones all day long and you know it's like well do you understand that that demographic has changed too right like oh i do a bunch of medicare cool like every year that demographic changes and the way that you approach that demographic changes and the things that that uh the regulations of the industry change and the companies that are the providers change and the marketplaces change. And like, it's a constant learning and evolution process. But that's why I think like teaching the principles of what we need to complete a a successful phone call the teaching the principles of what encompasses a healthy insurance business, teaching the principles of what to do when the market changes or when you're feeling the market changes, how to track your business to know that you're going down or up. All of those principles are so important. That's why, you know, we actually run a business, not a hobby here, and businesses track their progress. So Ashton, you got any uh any final thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I mean Uh, I I think that the general is, is really just make sure that you, you have a scripts so you don't just start talking about bunny rabbits and rainbows. You know, that's why scripts exist to help kind of keep you on topic (laughs) when you're running your appointments. Um, you know, find a script and in making it your own, not, not changing it, going crazy, adding, taking away all these different things. But making it your own in the way that you don't sound like you're reading a piece of paper, that you actually are having a conversation with someone. That's how you make it your own to, does this sound natural or does someone think I'm reading something? If I play this back, does it sound weird? If it sounds weird to you, it probably is. So find that script and make it your own. Yeah. Use your own voice.
0: You know, you can say the same script and the same cadence and accomplish the exact same things using your own voice um, and how you 100%. would say that same thing, right? Um, rather than being like a robot. Keith, since it's your topic, close us out, man. What's your, what's your final word on it?
1: Just two things. One, um, find a way to connect with people that they want to connect with. That's the most important thing, right? Because we're here to serve others, whether it's clients or agents. Find a way that connects with them, whatever that script is. And two, how grateful I am to be a part of such an amazing podcast and in an industry in which we, you know, get to go out and affect people so deeply on a daily basis and talk about these topics, you know, and bring in awareness and, man, would I love to help more agents, as many as I can.
0: Totally. Awesome. Well, as always, you can go to writemoreapps.com, like and subscribe to this video. You can find us everywhere that podcasts can be heard. We're now.